Well, they didn't go with Sean Brown's well, recommendation. Well, Marianne, how to go out on a limb. Sean Brown went out on a limb. Nice. Yeah, he took Darnell Nurse. Watch Darnell come down one end and Bobby <laughs> Orr type Beat rush. all five guys. Uh -huh. Well, the Oilers are two men short. <laughs> beat Jonathan Quick. And then point up at Sean up in the <laughs> press box. That's for you, Brownie. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think the players are too informed. Oh, they, no, they listen to our show. Oh, the they, yeah, they tune in. They, yeah, they have it piped into the room. <laughs> Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. Oilers hosting the Kings at 7. It was great to have Sean Brown drop by. And we have uh, current alumni relations guru, longtime equipment manager for the Oilers, Barry Stafford, dropping by. Barry, great to see you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here in uh, fabulous Studio 99. It's been pretty cool to do the shows here uh, with all the Gretzky memorabilia. This must bring back a lot of memories for you. You know what? I, uh, the first time I came in here, I just I got lost in all the, uh, the all the different items on the walls, and yeah, it was pretty pretty impressive. It was a you know Donnie Metz and his whole crew did such a great job here uh, setting up Studio 99. It's funny. Whenever I went to a new team, the first two friends I made on the team, the toughest guy on the team. And the equipment manager of the team. Those are the two guys that you always want as a friend because you need someone to protect you and you need someone to look after you. And I guess for you, uh, just all the different players that have come through, which one would have been the easiest to take care of equipment-wise and which one was the pickiest? Ooh, there's a good one. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, you won't believe this, but uh, probably the easiest guy to work with as far as equipment was Wayne. Because he, he, you know, he used to take six off the rack and he'd, he'd play with them, never complain. He'd, you know, get his gloves on and put them on and play and sharpen his skates and he'd play. He, he never, ever had any complaints or what was, was really easy to work with as far as that goes. I mean, whenever Wayne was around, uh, excitement was going to happen because stuff comes out of the woodwork and no, no matter where you are. And that was the fun part of the exciting part about Wayne. But uh, you know what? Every player had his own idiosyncrasies, and uh, every player had his own, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, concerns about sticks and skates and equipment. And I, I can't really pick one, one or the other out that, that was more of a challenge. And in, in, in the good old days, he used to call those guys uh, high-maintenance players, but, <laughs> which, which we didn't really know about because uh, we all kind of worked together as a team, and it didn't really... It wasn't an issue with us, but, uh, you know, everybody's different. They're all just trying to, you know, be good players, and they have their own, uh, their own ways. Never tempted to say, I don't think it's the equipment. <laughs> well, actually, the, the trainers would say that, just depending on who was asking. Right. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, when Mario asked for something, it was a little bit different than when uh, Brad Aiken asked for something. Have you heard of Brad Aiken? I have now. There, yeah, exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's how it worked. Maybe but it's we'll funny, get... we used to have guys that would weigh their sticks. Like right. Randy Cunnyworth was a guy that the stick would come in, he'd put it on the scale and weigh his stick. And then the sticks were 3.2 ounces. And yeah. if it was an ounce or two off, he'd ask them to send it back. It was unbelievable how hard uh, some people, or they had to shave off like a millimeter off the bottom or off the top. Whereas, I mean, I was, me, I was low maintenance. Whatever you gave me, I, wouldn't, I would never redo, retape my stick. The same skate laces for four months until they finally broke. But some guys were different. Yeah, well, everybody was different. Everybody had their own little deal, but... Uh you know, that's what makes the world go around. You know, that's what made it challenging for us. And when you work with guys every day, game in and game out, you get to know their, their, their idiosyncrasies and what's important to them and what's not. And it, it's just, uh, just a matter of, uh, you know, consistency and working over time with guys and get to know what they really need. You must have seen so many changes in the, in the equipment during your almost three decades doing the job. 
and uh, I guess the goaltending equipment, you, the size of the bag needed to carry it around must have doubled. Well, you know, it's funny. Back in the good old days, uh, we used to have one big, huge goalie bag and stuff it full of uh, the old leather pads and deer, deer uh, skin and deer, deer uh, um, hide. Um, you know, and it was like you could hardly even lift the darn thing. Uh, you know, it took us about, you know, 10 years to figure out why don't we just take two bags and pack the stuff in. And, you know, as things progressed through, the technology really helped because the goalie pads got a lot lighter and, uh, you know, they were a lot easier to work with. And, and uh, then eventually players, the goalies, especially goalies, used to go with two sets of gloves. And so, you know, it went from one big heavy bag and you could hardly carry it around it to, to two bags that were quite easy. Now, how are you enjoying your new gig? I know that I, I work with the Oilers with the alumni and do a lot of stuff and everything comes through Barry, and, and, and we, we talk about it. Are you enjoying hanging out and doing stuff for the alumni now? You know what, Robbie? I, I say to myself, I, I got the, the best job in the world. You know, I, I was so lucky that, uh, you know, when, when I was offered this position with Bob and Kevin early uh, after we finished the building, and, uh, you know, I thought, you know, hey, I've auditioned for this job for my whole life. You know, I, it's kind of funny that I, I do know an awful lot of people over uh, what about five or six decades and uh, you know um, most of them are my friends and I would say almost all of them are my friends and uh, the group of guys that are in Edmonton there's about 60 uh, you know former players maybe 35 right now that used to play for the Oilers and uh, it's a very tight-knit group of guys just a real special group to work with uh, including some of the older fellows that uh, were here long before I started like Al Hamilton Bob McAnally uh, you know Brian Baltimore that group of guys uh, it's a real pleasure to work with them and are you doing, uh, you and I went and spoke in uh, Lloydminster a couple of years ago. Your presentation was awesome. Do you do a lot of stuff like that, speaking to people or relating your experiences? Well, thank you. Yeah, like uh, that's part of the uh, the service that we offer and kind of the value that uh, that we bring to the table. Like I, I work with guys that are, are team players 100% uh, through and through. Like they, they grew up in a dressing room, Robbie, you know all about that. And uh you know, they, they, they know about the team. They know about teamwork. They know about collaboration. They, 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 they know about what it takes to be a winner and the dedication it takes to work hard. And those are the kind of uh, uh, messages that they, they're proud to be able to present to young kids, uh, to, to mentor groups in business or, uh, or, or minor hockey. And, uh, you know, they're, they're a wealth of knowledge, these guys, and, uh, you know, a great resource for the community. And one of the things you find when, when alumni go and talk is the stories. Hey, there's they're, they're storytellers, and you also will find, I'm sure Barry can attest to it, it's not always the biggest names that have the best stories. Oh, yeah. hey, a lot of the times it's, the it's I don't know what we'll call lesser lights, but guys that are, are not as household names, they've got the best stories. They've Because they've lived, they've lived more stories. Right. Because they're capable of doing more, and they're in more different cities. And I'm sure you've seen that over the years, because you get to go to all the events and hear these guys tell their stories. And you know, they, they never get uh, boring. You know, they seem to get better as we progress through the years. And, uh, you know, it, it's fun, like, even talking to Shawnee Brown today. And I will say that, uh, you know, an awful lot of hockey players have, have come across, came across my desk, and uh, so to speak. A lot of tough, tough players, uh, you know, think about Sean, uh, or sorry, Dave Brown, of course, our, our, our good friend Dave Semenko, uh, Steve McIntyre, George LaRock, uh, you know, you name it. But I'll tell you what, pound for pound, uh, over all the years that I worked, Shawnee Brown was one of the toughest men in the game. And, uh, 
you know, he was just telling a funny story about Chris Simon today. And, uh, you know, I hadn't heard that story before. It was just kind of neat, you know, interesting. And so the stories get better as we get older, and uh, we're a lot better now than we were 20, 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> well, it's funny, too. Something about tough guys, they're always the toughest on the ice, but like Sean Brown, the softest, yeah. nicest guys yeah. off the oh, ice. Oh, yeah. By Barry, far. Barry, we're going to have to get yep. you on again. Thanks so much for dropping by. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank